Good morning, Christ Church. I'm, am I on all the things? I'm, I'm trying something. We're going to record our sermons from now on, so I have two different things. So just uh, kind of bear with us, and, and uh, you know, if I ask questions, you know, to make sure that we're on. And then once we get it completely great, then we'll let you know. Um, our family is with us today, uh, families, and so I'm glad you're here. Uh, we're missing some children today, but that's okay. Uh, I think this is one of the best services I look forward to because uh, it really stretches me because I want to keep everybody's attention. It's tough enough keeping uh, your attention, <laughs> right? Because, uh, uh, you know, um, there is an important, super important, from the Spirit of God, um, message prophecy that needs to be heard this morning to all of us and that is that the kingdom of our God conquers the kingdom of compromise and we all we all we all uh, really um, struggle with compromise so I want to I want to talk about it it's in your notes but also Daniel chapter um, one and we're going to begin at verse eight and nine I believe Daniel chapter one eight and nine And, in fact, uh, if you have it there, you can read along. Um, it says this, But Daniel re uh, resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. Can you back up with me and look at verse 7, if you have a Bible? If you don't, I'm going to read it for you. In the Bible, it says this, And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel he called Belteshazzar. Hananiah he called Shadrach. Mishael he called Meshach. And Azariah he called Abednego. So let's, let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, for this time together. God, we give you praise. We ask you, Lord, to open our eyes that we can see in our ears that we can hear this morning, Lord. Be exalted in this place, Lord. Be exalted, Lord, in this, uh, in this time that we are delivering the message, Lord. God, we just pray, Lord, that you would be exalted in our life, that the kingdom of God inside of us would conquer the kingdom of compromise. Be glorified this morning, Lord, as we're here this morning. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming this morning. And I don't think you'll be um, uh, disappointed because here's, here's the thing. We're going to start a new series called Kingdoms, and there are kingdoms that get set up, and they get set up in our heart. Let me, let me start off with the kingdom of God conquering the kingdom of compromise. Um, in your notes, if you look there in your notes, it, it has what I uh, defined as uh, what uh, compromise was. Compromise is a weakening or giving up of our principles or ideals for reasons of expediency. Expediency is doing or considering what is of selfish use or advantage rather than what is right or just. Expediency is always based 
in self-interest. Here's the story. Jerusalem falls to a king that comes in and takes it over from Persia. And he comes against them and he uh, starves them out. He comes against them for months and months, doesn't let any food in, starves them out. They give up. They come in. They take all the people and they take the best people of Jerusalem and of Israel. And in those people are four guys that we're going to talk about. But they take them from Jerusalem and they take them to Babylon. And if you go straight across the desert, it'd be about 300 miles, but you would die. So they go 500 miles. I went the other day out to Flagstaff and I found a trail way out in the middle of nowhere. And it started and said, trail starts here. It's 790 miles trail. And you could go to Utah, New Mexico, uh, Old Mexico, and then it ends. And people walked that trail. I figured it up, it would be about three months, and I decided I wouldn't do that trail. <laughs> Babylon was 500 miles. So 500 miles, four dudes have to go. And in fact, the, the, the main guy, his name was Daniel, and I'll be Daniel for a reason, because um, other guys wouldn't want to be Daniel. <laughs> Daniel... And Daniel's name meant, God is my judge. And Daniel got up every morning, had a little bit of bread, some water, and walked 20 to 30 miles. It took him two months, 500 miles. A lot of people died. And Daniel was taken into captivity to Babylon. Now, I have three guys here. Would you help me? You don't have to do anything. I need you to just stand up front, okay? I know you guys aren't the... You too, Jeff. <laughs> and you're all going to get a name, all right? Because there's a reason. We have the people are visual. Our children this morning are visual. So here's your name. If you can put it on that way. Put it on... Yeah, the other way, the other way. There you go. Okay. Put this one, one this way, that way. There's a reason. There is something on back. Okay, so... Here they go. Daniel, God is my judge. Hananiah, Yahweh has been gracious. Michelle, who can compare to my God? No one. And Azra, Yahweh has helped. But as they're marching them, they change you guys' names. Wait, don't change yours yet. They change Daniel's name to Belteshazzar. Lady, protect the king. They literally changed his gender. We know that he was led by eunuchs, and we think that they probably castrated him. Daniel became lady, protects the king. They changed Hananiah's name. Yahweh has been gracious. They changed his name to Shadrach. I am fearful of God. Like he's coward. You're afraid of God. You don't want to have anything to do with God. They changed uh, Michelle's name. To who can compare to my God? No one. To Meshach. I am despised, contempted, and humiliated. Maybe a little bit feel that way right now. But despised, committed, and, and humiliated. They changed Azra's name. Yahweh has helped. They changed his name to Abendigo, the servant of Nebo, or the servant of a man. Instead of the servant of God, he becomes the servant of man. So we walk 
500 miles and we have our identity has literally been changed and we come into the city and you guys looked at verses 8 and 9 and they're even wanting us to eat stuff we don't eat and do things we don't do. We haven't done this stuff in Jerusalem but now they're changing us. They're making us who they want us to be. And sorry about all that noise guys. And Daniel decides, he says this, he says, listen, here's what we're going to do. We will not eat of that king's food. We will not drink of his wine because, guys, we got to remain our identity. Even though they've tried to change us, I'm fearful of God. I'm despised, contemptible, and humiliated. I'm the servant of Nebo. Even though they've tried to change our direction, we're going to show them that we are going to serve our God. And his kingdom conquers all kingdoms. So, for 10 days, the eunuch, he, he liked these guys. So he said, okay, I'll give you 10 days. And for 10 days, he just gave them vegetables. And for 10 days, he gave the other guys all the uh, food of the king. And after 10 days, we won the beauty contest. We were smarter. We were better looking. We were stronger. We were better athletic. And the four guys won. And so he allowed them to do it for three years. And I'll tell you that at the end. So thank you guys. You can give them, their, give them a hand. Yay. All right. All right. So let's go to point number one. Thank you so much for helping me. Point number one is this. Um, living for God in Babylon. Living for God in Babylon. If you're going to fill that uh, point, it's Babylon. And let me tell you about what Babylon is. Babylon is pride and it's given divine honor paid to, uh, paid to the created object. In other words, here's what happened. And let me explain it to all you guys. Here's what happened. The four of, uh, uh, of them come in to Babylon. And this is amazing because we have uh, our, uh, you know, archaeology and stuff to show that this happened. But there was a huge like bridge and archway. And there were two huge lions. The lions were on this archway. And they were colored. There was all kinds of beautiful colors. Stephanie and I, um, a few years back, went to some ruins. There were uh, Mayan ruins. And... There, there was beautiful drawings, but they said, guys, it, it's way more beautiful because the paint has came off. But back in that day, you ought to have seen it. It was just incredible, you know, how beautiful it was. And you're talking about four men of God who had lived a modest lifestyle and everything, and they'd served their holy God in Jerusalem. And now they come in to Babylon, which Babylon looks like they got it happening. In fact, it, it is where um, Baghdad or... Uh, the original city of Iraq, it's in that area. And if you look from uh, Google, don't do it right now, but if you Google uh, Global It and everything, there's a huge river that runs through. And everyone that lived in big cities always had to have water. So there's a huge river. They had bridges over it. They had, they had uh, uh, an incredible system. They had a system that would... Uh, uh, be as good as the Roman system that would come thousands of years later as far as the plumbing, all this stuff. They had incredible things. And Daniel 
And the three other guys are walking in just going, looking at this thing, just being amazed by it. They are in Babylon. But Babylon was a place of pride and self-exaltation. The king was always exalting himself. Who is like us? Who is like Babylon? There are no gods. We conquer all gods. No one is like us. We are most powerful. You see, in Daniel chapter 16, verse 17, it says, Live as people who are, I'm sorry, not Daniel, uh, 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16, 17, it says, Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Do not be prideful. Do not worship other things instead of God. Do not worship your job instead of God. We thank God for our job paying us and taking care of us, but our job is given to us by God. Daniel didn't understand why he was taken captive and he was having to change his name and go into another place. But he gave that credit to God because he knew there was a reason. And Daniel served in the kingdom. In fact, in, in multiple kingdoms, Daniel served as one of the highest guys for 70 years. But he always put God first. And we're going to find that out. That's why we're doing Daniel the kingdoms. But the first kingdom that we always have to fight is the kingdom of compromise. Jesus said it this way when he walked the earth. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, you are saved. But you can't come in through good works. You can't come in through Muhammad. You can't come in through Hare Krishna. You can't come in through any other way except for Jesus. That's narrow. That's very pointed. What if people don't hear about Jesus? It doesn't matter. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. So the first point is that we can live for God in a compromising world. Can we? Yes. Who listened to the Supreme Court uh, meetings? God bless y'all. I don't have to say anything. I'm just saying this. We don't live in a world. We don't live in Jerusalem. We're in Babylon, y'all. America's Babylon. We're prideful. We, we raise the creation over the creator. We bow to things we should not bow. We're afraid of things we should not be afraid of. We've been uh, said that we fear God and given a name. And yet God is our helper. Man, 
I don't have enough time. Let me keep going. Okay. Do not be prideful. Do not worship anything instead of God. Hananiah says, Yahweh has been gracious. God has been gracious. Point number two in your notes. Living for God means relying on God, not man. Living for God means relying on God, not man. Living for God means relying on God, not man. John chapter 6, verse 35 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Amen? Amen. Amen. I've dealt with a lot of people this week. It's been really interesting. We've had a lot of people, people that don't uh, have anywhere to live. In fact, uh, for a couple days, they're just kind of living out there until I say, hey, guys, we've got to move off of the cement here. And, uh, but I've, I've heard this over and over from those that didn't have a house over their head, didn't have anything. They would tell me, you know, God is taking care of me. Thank you. And everyone, uh, we, sometimes the lunches have uh, Vienna sausages in it. Sometimes the lunches have uh, tuna fish or chicken salad in it. And everybody says, thank you, this is awesome. Although I did get a request by a young guy. He said he'd like more of the chicken salad. He said that was good. But he said, you know, I know God's taking care of me. So then me and Steph pulled into a, a, a QT and there's a guy taking a, a shower right there in the gas station and he's washing his feet up and he's doing the shower right there and, and I have to get my gas and I'm like, Steph just stays in the car. And, I, and he's, he's saying stuff and I said, what, sir? And he, he, he told me something. I said, oh, okay, uh, all right, keep going. You know, he's, look at my feet, you know. And, and so I was looking at his feet and we're talking. And, and he said, you know, I've been here for four hours and uh, people haven't helped me. And I sent my wife off to get some marijuana for us. And see, it's been four hours. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. you. You could hear me. But it's been four hours. And I said, oh, she'll come back. I said, marijuana makes you forget. I said, she'll come back. She'll make. <laughs> I really did say that. I said, trust me, she'll make. And she goes, well, yeah, praise God. You know, and I said, man, I, you know, I've given everything I had. I don't have, I wasn't worried. I didn't have any money on me. Even if you need gas, I could. But he didn't have gas because he didn't have a car. And so um, we're talking. And he says, well, man, it's good talking to you and everything. And he goes, I just know what to do. And he goes, oh, here's my ride. And because he was working that day. And he said, the guy I haven't paid. And he says, praise God, I was talking to you. Well, there was a couple of curse words in there. But he says, Praise God, I was talking to you because he says, now I, I got my ride. See, things do work together. God does help. Even out in the world, people understand that we try to elevate false gods, but God is God and he will take care of us. Amen? Amen. Listen to this. Your raise came from God, not because... Uh, you uh, compromised and did something with your boss that you shouldn't have done. Are you listening? Um, your, your breakthrough came because of God 
and not because of someone felt sorry for you and, and, and did it. Do you, you, you've got to understand that if you give credit to mankind, mankind gets credit and it becomes dust and it becomes dung and it becomes something you can't use. But if you give credit to God, it becomes manna, and it becomes life, and it becomes Jesus, and God gets the glory, and it's eternal, and it's constant, and it's powerful, and it multiplies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. The kingdom of Babylon fell. The kingdom of Israel that was in Daniel, and was in Michelle, and was in Hananiah. And it was in Ezra, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Israel is still here on planet Earth. And the kingdom of God is within us. Living for God, not living for man. And let's go to number, well, let me read something to you real good. Trust God to supply, provide for your needs, not man. God is not a man that he should lie. Second Corinthians 9.10. He supplies seed. Write this down, 2 Corinthians 9.10. He supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. He will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. I've been praying that all week. Number three, living for God will be blessed by God. Daniel chapter 1, verse 20 says this. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in all his kingdom. Ten times better than those who compromised and gave up worshiping God to worship man. If your principles tell you that you should not lie for your your boss, or and your boss says if you don't lie you'll get fired, you allow that to go the course because you will not lie because your real boss is God. And you are not blessed by man, but you are blessed by God. And so your principles, your, your uh, values, what you believe are in God. As I end this morning, let me finish one more thing. You see, identities shift. And we value those that look at, uh, are looking at the art more than that of the artist. We began to, the king of Babylon was born as a little baby and could have been aborted there. He could have been killed. He could have been drowned, but he wasn't. He was taken care of. For some reason, he was protected. But it wasn't even him that did it. It was the parents of him. And the parents of him, it wasn't them that kept him alive, but the parents of them. And it wasn't the parents of them that kept him alive, but it was the parents of them. And if you go all the way back to the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. And God made man in his image. Yes. 
And he made Adam the first man. And he made Eve. And when God made them, he named them and he blessed them and he gave them purpose. Your identity isn't determined by your circumstances or everything around you. Your identity has been put inside of you. Psalms 139. God knit you together in your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Everything about you is written in a book before you were even put here on planet Earth. God has a name. Hananiah, Yahweh, has been gracious. God has a purpose for you. Michelle, who can compare to my God? No one. God has a purpose for you. Daniel, God is my judge. God has a purpose for you. Ezra, Yahweh has helped. The world has a purpose for you. Abednego, the servant of Nebo. The world has a purpose for you. Instead of Daniel, Belteshazzar, lady, protect the king, changing your gender. What God has created is perfect. If you are a boy, you are a boy. If you are a girl, you are a girl. God did not make a mistake. But the world over and over tries to rename us because we live in Babylon, pride above God. We have pride above God. We worship the object and not the one that created all of the creations. We we worship the creation and not the creator. Let me put it better like that. I want to end with my guy, Daniel. God is my judge. Not the president, not the Congress, not the Senate. Only God. Come on. God is my judge. And and here we're going to we're going to say this. Our identities shift when we value looking at the art more than looking at that of the artist. Your purpose in your identity is when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 1.12 says, And he came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave He, the power, Jesus Christ, the power for them to be the sons and daughters of God. Your name, you are the child of God, not the child of man, not the child of Babylon. Even though you live in Babylon, your kingdom is the kingdom of God which is forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Let's, let's worship him. And thank you, children, for being so good this morning.